Countrywide on RTE Radio 1, sponsored by the Irish Farmers Journal. Ploughing ahead with a new record readership of 379,000 weekly print readers. Well, last month, a new co-op was unveiled in Kilkenny. It's called Tier Lawn. But while new by name, it is the culmination of the latest evolvement of the dairy co-op structure in the southeast over the past century. What was Glambia Ireland is now Tier Lawn and has four and a half thousand suppliers. Jim Bergen is the CEO and earlier this week he came into studio and began telling me a little bit more about Tier Lawn. Yeah, so, so Tierlawn, first of all, is a uh, 100% farmer-owned uh, co-op. Uh, it has revenues of $3 billion, um, And uh, we are the largest agribusiness in the country. We're the largest dairy processor in the country. Uh, and we export about 400,000 tonnes of product uh, to over 80 countries. Uh, we're best known in, in Ireland for our, our household brands. So the Avonmore brand, the, the Kilmeadon brand, the Wexford brand, Premier Milk brand, mm. uh, and Gain Nutrition brand. Okay, so um, do, you, do you have any connection with Glambia now? So, well, we're two completely separate companies. Uh, so we have revenues of three billion. Glanbia PLC has revenues of, of four point five billion, and both of us uh, are headquartered in Kilkenny. Uh, but we're completely separate from a, from a corporate point of view. We do have some uh, business relationships, uh, and Tierlawn is the biggest investor in Glanbia PLC with twenty seven point six percent of the, of the shareholding still. But but for business purposes now, we're completely separate. Okay, so Avonmore and Waterford became Glanbia, and now the, no, no, that's correct. Uh, yeah, it's, and, it's and uh, you know, I think there's great credit due to the farmers of, of Avonmore and Waterford because uh, when the public companies were set up in 1988 um, uh, and eventually became Glanbia, uh, since that time um, the business has spun out uh, 883 million to farmers uh, in that period uh, and also there's about a billion euros left in, in the balance sheet in, in, uh, in tier lawn for our right. farmers as well. So it's a great decision by the farmers at that time and they've created huge wealth for, for the farmers of the east of Ireland. Okay, you say it's, it's, it's farmer owned so you were sending out statements to your um, co-op members earlier and you sent the wrong statements to uh, some farmers so I, I was getting your statement and you were getting somebody else's. I know it's a teething problem but a, a big embarrassment for you was it? Yeah, well look at first of all we have done many good things uh, so we have paid the highest uh, grain price in the history of the state. We've paid the highest uh, milk price in our history and we've spun yeah. out 150 million to our farmers in the, in the last two weeks as well. So we're doing very good things at the start of Tierlawn. Well, it's good to keep the simple things no, right too. Absolutely. So, yeah. so look, we've had a, re- a regrettable uh, incident um, where we did send the incorrect uh, milk statement matched with the correct VAT statement uh, to our far- to a, a portion of our farmers, to, to more than half our farmers. Um, and It'd we're be very, a bit like me getting my neighbour's bank statement. Yeah, that's correct. And, it, mm. and it's, it's regrettable. Uh, we're very sorry for doing it. Uh, we have to hold our hands up and say it's it's an error that that, that has occurred. Uh, uh, we're working really hard on it. Uh, we are working with the Data Protection Commission uh, immediately when when this happened. Um, so look, we're working to get it right, but it is a it is an error uh, on our behalf, and and we apologise to everybody for it. Okay, when you were Glambia Ireland, you of course uh, turned the sod for the new cheese making plant at Bellevue. This is in collaboration with a, with a Dutch company, but uh, it wasn't without controversy. There was of course. And the objection by Antashka through the courts, um, eventually uh, the, the, the courts ruled in in your favour. Um, what was it like, I suppose, from your perspective, overseeing that over the last uh, couple of years? Do you understand the objection, and at the same time, you know, understand the pressure that you were under to 
see this deal through. Yeah, and, and look, as a precursor to this, you know, again, we should say Ireland is a fantastic place for foreign direct investment. It's a great place to do business. Uh, and the partnership that we have put in place with Royal Aware is an excellent partnership on behalf of our farmers. It brings new technology and new markets uh, to, to, uh, to Ireland that we need. Uh, and the, the 200 million investment is the biggest investment in dairying in the history of the state. So it, this was a, is a big deal and, and it's a very positive uh, outcome now. Um, but look, there is a huge debate in Ireland. Uh, it has gone on for a number of years now in relation to sustainability. Uh, and this is on the topic of water quality and uh, climate change. Um, and we understand absolutely, you know, NGOs and every citizen has the right to, to, to their views uh, and they have courses of action that they can take. Um, we didn't like that, you know, that, that, that this course of action was followed. Um, but at the end of the day, we have to recognise that those rights are there and, and people can do these things. So you understood um, so, where they were coming from on this? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, you have to understand as well that, that you know, as a co-op and, it, uh, and I'm in the business now 39 years, uh, we meet people in the community every day. We meet our farmers every day. I meet my employees every day. Uh, people have views. We are embedded in society uh, and we understand, you know, where society is going uh, and we understand the views of people. Um, the most important thing I would say and the learning from all of this is that, you know, this is a topic for everybody. No, no farmer is oblivious to what's happening here in terms of climate change and water quality. It's the biggest event. It's the, it's the topic that's discussed most. And I would say to any NGO or interest group, come and talk to me. My door is always open. I'm talking all the time. Uh, and, you know, you know, I don't remember, you know, any captain of a, of a successful team saying that, you know, we had a great uh, uh, blame philosophy and a great finger pointing mm. philosophy that that was really successful. So dialogue, discussion and a collective approach to this is going to deliver. And Ireland will come out of this. Our farmers are absolutely committed yeah. to, to delivering on that. Like, like Antasha argued that the indirect effects of the extra milk production should have been considered as part of the planning decision the Supreme Court said that the law didn't require you to to consider this, but do, like, do you have regrets about how this all played out over the last two or three? Well, years? I think I think you know we need to be, I suppose, a bit specific about the outcome of the court case, and and uh, you know, the outcome was, and I, I watched all of it. That, that, that the Supreme Court judges at the end of the day said that the plant wasn't necessarily creating more milk. Uh, they said that the the, the the increase in milk was coming through uh, government policy, first of all, uh, and was happening and that this facility was being built to to process that milk. Um, so that, that was a very important, uh, I suppose, position within, within the overall thing. Um, but look, in the, in the broader context here, uh, Ireland is one of the best countries in the world uh, produce dairy and beef. Uh, absolutely uh, uh, top of top of the range. Um, it has a, a massive impact on rural on the rural economy. So if we don't have agriculture in rural economy, we don't have very much else. Sure, but uh, it, so it, we it, have it, to produce more. Yeah, uh, and we have to balance that with the management of the environment, and okay, we will can, do that. But uh, like from a layperson's point of view, we hear that agriculture is the major contributor to emissions and biodiversity loss. Yet here we have the biggest dairy processor in the country expanding production, processing more milk, maybe resulting in more cows. So can you see why? ordinary observers would think that, you you know, the sector is riding roughshod over the whole climate uh, situation at the moment. Uh, we well, no, I think that's riding roughshod is a bit, a bit, a bit strong. Uh, I think it's important to say that the milk required for this facility was available two years ago. Uh, and some of that milk, even in the current year and next year, will have to be exported to Europe. So, mm. so the plant is facilitating uh, growth that has already happened. 
But, you, um, but you're taking in you're taking in new um, suppliers as well. Absolutely, and and again, uh, we reopened uh, our, our ledgers to, to new suppliers last week. Um, but again, the assumption is that new suppliers are going to create growth. We had a retirement scheme last year, and we had 225 suppliers who who applied for retirement. Uh, and as you and I know, if you have a club or a school or a parish or a community, you have to have young people coming through, or we all just get too old. So so opening the books means mm. renewal. Uh, it doesn't necessarily mean expansion. But I wonder, do, do we need a quasi-moratorium on uh, dairy and beef expansion in this country until we work out a roadmap to how we're going to get to 25%, even for the farmers yeah. themselves to know what's going on here? Yeah, but it, it, I think there's an incredible amount of work done. So over the past three years, under Dairy Sustainability Ireland in the dairy industry, um, there has been an incredible amount of dialogue, planning, negotiation. And all that is coming to fruition uh, in the second half of, of this year, uh, in, the, in, the, in the next two or three months, where we have a, a carbon target. That's very clear now. It's minus 25%. Uh, we have the nitrates derogation, which uh, is becoming very, very clear as well. And farmers will have their targets. Um, and we have the report from the, the dairy group, Food Vision uh, Group. Uh, and uh, when that report comes out, that is the, the execution plan, in fact. And that is is aligned, I would say, with all the major uh, players uh, within the, the, the dairy oh. industry, including the Department of the Environment, uh, including um, including the EPA, who who are at least supportive of this uh, and and see it as as a way forward. So we could be one of the few industries that actually has a signed up plan by a whole of sector plan. Right. Um, and I would challenge you you know for other industries to do that. Okay, all right. Well, t- time will tell on that. We're in the midst of um, a, you know a global crisis when it comes to input costs, food prices, fertiliser, feed, and um, you're paying record prices for, for grain and, and milk as well. Is all that tied into what's happening in Ukraine? Um, I, I think Ukraine was the secondary issue. Uh, the first issue is the environmental uh, scenario now. So we had countries uh, like New Zealand, uh, like the Netherlands, Germany, France, uh, who were down in production before the Ukraine situation emerged. Uh, and that was underpinning increased prices anyway. Um, and, uh, you know, I think there is a trade-off, going back to our, our previous discussion, there is a trade-off here between price of food and environmental management, you know, and perhaps food has been underpriced for, for many, many years and now people realise the value of it. Uh, but the Ukraine has exacerbated that absolutely and, and uh, you know, they're huge grain exporters. Price of grain has increased uh, to historic highs. Uh, price of gas has, you know, has has ballooned really by about five times, uh, and and very important to, to the dairy industry as well. So the war is exacerbating uh, mm. the inflation factor, and and uh, you know we have we have to manage availability, particularly for fertilizer. We have to manage availability uh, for the coming spring, and we're working very hard with our farmers on that at the moment. Well, well, Jim, finally, record milk price has been paid to farmers of over fifty five or up towards sixty cent. Is that going to continue? Um, at, at the, 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 the short term outlook is is for stability at current levels. Uh, then it's very hard to predict what will happen next year. Uh, what, what's underpinning it is is that the uh, supply growth is very, very moderate in the world at the moment and demand is increasing by one to one and a half percent per annum. Um, so the supply uh, uh, demand balance is, is in favour of suppliers at the moment and we'll, we'll see how that plays out. There will be some demand burn off. Uh, but the other factor, I suppose, in all of this at the moment is is the funding of the supply chains, you know, with much higher prices.
prices and, and much higher value stock, uh, we have to be careful to make sure that we can fund the, uh, the stock in the system. That's Jim Bergen, the CEO of Tierlawn, whom I spoke to a few days ago. And since that interview was recorded, Tierlawn has told us that a track and retrieve process was implemented to deal with the milk statement issue. And a large number of suppliers have already returned their incorrect uh, statement and they are continuing to work with their suppliers to have all statements returned.